Welcome to the Rugby Pod World Cup Media Round. It was an epic in Paris. We hear from the Irish camp as Andy Farrell's side took a firm grip on Paul A. We also hear from the Springboks as they react to their first loss in this year's tournament. That result didn't do Scotland any favours, but they did get the bonus point against Tonga to stay in the race with the top two ranked sides in the world. Gregor Townsend's men now need bonus point wins over Romania and Ireland, and need to stop Ireland from getting a bonus point to progress through to the quarterfinals. And Eddie, are you okay? It's chaos and carnage for Australia as Gareth Anscombe leads a clinical Wales victory. The Wallabies' loss means for the first time Australia will not make it out of their pool at the Rugby World Cup. We hear from the Wales camp as they zone in on the knockout stages now. We hear from Eddie Jones about what went wrong and he answers questions about the rumours that he's already been interviewing for the Japan head coaching role. Eddie, are you still fully committed to this Australian project? Yeah, 100%. How? Why? Do you feel that way? Uh, well, I, I came back to Australia to, to try to help. Um, at the moment, I'm not giving much help, am I? Um, but that doesn't mean my commitment to, to help them has changed. Yeah, I'm a proud Australian. I hate to see Australian rugby do as poorly as, we're, as we've been doing, particularly under my reign. Um, you know, came back to want to try to help, but there's, there's not only the, the Wallabies we've got to improve, we've got to improve the whole system of Australian rugby, and, and that's not an excuse, but... Yeah, we've just got to we've got to have a really good look at ourselves and and see what we've got to do to improve the way we're going about our rugby. Sorry, Eddie, just to go through it and then move on from it. Did you do a job interview with uh, Japanese rugby a couple of weeks before the World Cup? And if so, what was the thinking? I don't know what you're talking about, mate. Uh, Eddie, the worst uh, World Cup defeat um, by statistics, anyhow. Um, can you explain why you think you are the best person to continue to lead in the Wallabies forward? Well, that's not that's not my that's not my judgment, mate. That's you, the judgment of Rugby Australia. Are you able to explain why you, you think you are the right person to continue? Uh, well, I think I've got I've got the ability to turn things around. You know, it's I was hoping we'd be able to do it by now, but we haven't been able to. And as I said, I take full responsibility for it. I haven't I haven't done a good enough job. Um, and I'm bloody disappointed about that, mate. Um, Eddie, do you think that you got the selection wrong, like in terms of the inexperience that the players had out there? Well, I was put in this job to to turn Australia around, um, and I don't think I could have done it with the players that had been playing. I think we needed a fresh change. And, and sure, you know, young guys uh, struggle in, in the environment today, but unless they get that sort of experience, um, they're not going to mature in the players they can be. Like, this, this is the most painful time, don't get me wrong, but it's also the best learning time for a young team and young players. This is where they really learn about the game and learn what you've got to be at test level. You know, you know, you look at what Wales did today. They just continually put the ball in the air, chased hard, created penalties, one more try, one set-piece try, one chip-kick try, and it's a 40-point win. Um, and you, you've got to be able, just be able to stick at the game and, and do the things you're good at, and, and we're not able to do that at the moment. 
Yeah, but the, these these experiences are absolutely the most valuable. There's not a team I have in case that hasn't gone through this before at the start of their start of their tenure. And it, it just happens to be quite a big environment to do it, uh, which makes it uh, not reasonably painful, very painful. Um, Eddie, do you have a second interview lined up with the JRFU? I said I don't know what you're talking about, mate. Can you give Wallabies fans your absolute 100% commitment that you will not be coach of Japan next year? I'm committed to coach Australia. Next year? I'm committed to coach Australia. That's that doesn't sound very say. definitive, Thank Eddie. Thank you. Next question, please. We said one follow-up. Dave, the, the, this morning a, a story was um, uh, printed that was very well sourced about, as you've been hearing about, maybe Eddie joining Japan next season, next year. He's already said it's not going to happen. But I just wonder, from the point of view of your team, what kind of psychological impact did that have on you today? Did you talk about it at all? Did you know about it? I mean, I guess that's kind of thing when you, your back's against the wall, you need to put in your ultimate performance. It can't have been helpful. No, I don't think many of the boys were aware of anything, to be honest. Um, we've had a good week prep, probably our best week of prep, and we didn't turn up tonight. So it's got nothing to do with the outside noise. It's just got to do with our performance. We weren't good enough. I really take umbrage at the questioning that people are questioning my commitment to coaching Australia. I really take umbrage at it. Um, yeah, I've been working non-stop since I've come here, um, and I apologise for the results. I keep saying that. But to doubt my commitment to the job, I think, is a bit red-hot. So we're not going to deal with any of those questions any further. So I'm happy to talk about Wales. I'm happy to talk about Portugal. If you want to keep going down that line, I'll excuse myself. Okay, so delighted to be joined by Wales head coach to my left, Warren Gatland, and to his left, Captain Jack Morgan. If you could raise your hand for the first question, please. Yeah. Warren, you said on Friday that you expected Wales to win today. Did you expect it to be uh, with that record scoreline? Uh, I, thought, I thought it would be a close game. Um, in fairness, uh, we, had a, we had a great week training in terms of preparation. Um, captain's run yesterday, the boys were extremely sharp. We made, we made a couple of mistakes and then I thought during the warm-up they looked sharp as well. So uh, We've put a lot of work in the last four months as, as a team together and we know that we're a team, a momentum team. We build on confidence in terms of performances and we felt, uh, you know, I think you saw yesterday with, with Portugal that you know, they're not a bad side and uh, for last week, you know, considering the number of changes we made, and we felt we didn't get enough credit for the Fiji performance. You know, at 65 minutes or 67 minutes at 32-14, we felt we'd done the job and give away a yellow card and bring them back into the game. And everyone was talking about how unlucky Fiji were. So, you know, we were, you know, we kept that pretty much to ourselves. But I thought today was uh, an outstanding performance in terms of what we wanted to achieve, game management. Uh, we were blown a bit at halftime, but we knew that they were worse than us as well. So... Um, and I thought we just went out there and controlled the second half um, fantastically well. Warren, what was the most pleasing aspect of that performance for you? Oh, the fact that they didn't um, score any tries. I thought uh, we spoke at half-time about some of our line speed. We didn't feel it was good enough to start with in terms of getting off the line. Um, so that was a, a big focus for us at half-time, just making sure that we were a little bit more aggressive um, the first three or four steps, um, we, we definitely improved in the, in the second half with that. Uh, I thought Gareth Davies did a fantastic job in sort of leading that um, aspect of the game. Um, but I, I thought a game management in terms of you know, 
keeping the scoreboard ticking over. Um, yeah, it was you know it was pretty close in the first 15, 20 minutes, which all test matches are going to be because you know people don't lie down in that first period. And um, but we just grew into the game and, and got better. We've had uh, a fantastic week in terms of the preparation, in terms of the clarity that we're trying to deliver to the players and um, and the squad. Um, and you know, I, I felt and I spoke to the coaches during the week, and I said, you know, we we could be a reasonable team going for, going forward. Uh, Warren, can I just check on um, Dan Bigger's injury? How is he, and what injury? Yeah, he's uh, Dan's got a stretch his pick, um, so we're not too sure. I haven't spoken to the medics, but I spoke to Dan, um, and they're saying it's probably probably a couple of weeks. So we've got 13 days break now between um, before we take on Georgia so that potentially rules them out of maybe that match um, just just to recover so you know it's, it's, it's not a significant injury but it's just a it's just a peak strain Can I just ask a follow up you know only a few months ago you had a team that was on the verge of going on strike and divided in your own words can you just talk a bit about the job you've done to the turnaround and to get the team into the quarterfinals uh, um, Look, there was a lot of things going on before the Six Nations um, and then contract issues and, and, and players being offered and th for them, you know, just understanding the, the frustrations from them in terms of their security and future and, and families and stuff. And I fully understood that and, and probably from... I didn't realise at the time the impact that that had on the coaching staff and probably even myself, I kind of went... I've just got to sit back and, and let things unfold and you know, potentially wait until after the Six Nations and then w when you can get a squad together and you know, we've been together nearly four months now. Um, four months tomorrow actually when we when we first came into camp um, and then you know you can put the detail and the preparation and, and the hard work which we've always prided ourselves on because you know we're such a small nation in terms of you know as a tier one nation in terms of our, our playing numbers and you know, we're proud of the fact that we're, the success has been based on hard work and, and punching above our weight. Um, and we get confidence from from results like tonight and building momentum, and that makes us even more dangerous going forward. And so the guys have got you know, three or four days off uh, now, uh, spend time with their loved ones and, and family, and then we assemble um, on Thursday Thursday again after they've had a bit of a break and you know we start focusing and preparing for Georgia. Coach Jacques Nianabar and to his right Captain Sia Khaleesi. Thank you Jacques. Sia, Jan de Kuning, I think you all know me. Jacques, goal kicking now becomes a legitimate question. Yeah, um, no, obviously they were hats off to Ireland. They were better than us on the day. And uh, yes, I think we, uh, we missed a couple of points off the tee. And uh, but I won't say that that's the reason solely for for not uh, getting across the line. I think we in the first half alone we we lost two balls close to the try line. I think probably a meter off the try line, and we had another two opportunities later on in the game. So I think that four opportunities and uh, the opportunities we have to get points off the tee uh, is probably the reason why. But I, I won't say it's only goal kicking. But I, I know you guys will probably say that. But there is, there was opportunities that we had 
especially in that first half where we lost the ball underneath the poles. We had a great opportunity there. And then at the back end of the game, um, they lost more. I mean, we had a great opportunity there. But And again, that's why I say hats off to Ireland. They were better than us on the night. And uh, no complaints in terms of their performance. Yeah. My follow-up question, uh, does this bring Pollard into the mix? Yeah, that we'll have to uh, sit down uh, and discuss. I mean, there's lots of things that go into team selection. Probably get the medical status uh, uh, after the probably after 24 to 48 hours. We've got an eight-day turnaround. And then we'll go through our team selection process as per normal. Um, Jock, um, this is Nathan Kokela um, from South African Media. Um, you guys obviously chose a few of the fetches on the, on the bench with a 7-1 split. Um, you guys lost 12 um, uh, co uh, contacts in breakdown. Um, so can you just comment on that? Yeah, yes, I think that's the one area where, where uh, Ireland were exceptional, ex exceptional tonight. I mean, uh, that that's probably one of the biggest reasons why we didn't get momentum is we, we were we were overpowered at our own attacking breakdown and that's the opportunities we lost close to the try line. Yeah, 100% correct. Jock, Hendrik Kroenier from uh, Rapport. How can you fix the problems at the breakdowns? Uh, we'll just train hard and get better at it. We knew it was coming, Hendrik. Uh, it's something that they do regularly. So it's not something that we didn't know was coming. And we thought uh, we obviously... Um, made some plans during the week that we thought would would negate their, their um, tactics at the breakdown, their defensive breakdown. And uh, but but obviously uh, it didn't work consistently. So and that's probably the lessons we will take out of this game, as we will have to make new plans uh, on how to deal with that better. Sir, uh, so for you. Um Ireland's so good at the breakdown. Um, yourself being at the coal face of that, how are they different to other teams? Are they, are they more accurate? Are they more intense? What are they doing that other teams aren't doing? Yeah, I thought they were, they were more accurate than us um, today. And they were a bit faster in the breakdown. But as Jack said, we, we knew it was coming. Obviously, we were attacking so well and we got to the 22 when we could have um, gained points. The opportunities that we lost were all through um, the breakdown. And obviously, that's that's us as players. We take full responsibility of that. We'll obviously, hopefully, meet them again. No, and obviously, we have to be better going next week against Tonga. But I thought they were they were a little bit quicker than us, and that's why they were able to get those opportunities. Jack, what was the thinking behind um, taking so many long shots at goal when your lineout was working so well and you weren't kicking up goals so accurately all the time? Uh, the kicking at goal is always, I think, in all teams. I mean, if your kicker is confident, then he can go for it. And uh, the captain asks him, listen, are you confident? And he wants to take the kick at goal. We, we will. He takes the kick at goal. And, um, yeah, so it's as easy as that. So if they are confident that they can nail it, they, they, they go for it. Like Faf were confident from the halfway line, he was kicking it good in the warm-up. Uh, he unfortunately hit the post. Uh, so, yeah. Jock and the box still win the World Cup from you. <laughs> Hendrik, um, yeah, we can still. I mean, in 2019, did you think we can win the World Cup when we lost against New Zealand? 
And obviously you have to. We we in this competition to win it, and everybody's in this competition to win it. And uh, teams that lose, uh, they a, a game in the pool stages must work hard to get out of the pool. So so definitely we we can still win it. I mean, we played against the number one team in the world, and uh, we lost by five points. And we had an opportunity in the 79th minute to to get a result. We didn't. And hats off to Ireland. They were better than us on the night. And 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 that is the bottom line. They were better than us to, uh, on the night. But if that's uh, but that's the number one team in the world, and we're the number two team in the world. So I think there's very the margin is very small. And if we we will have to work harder at the stuff that we weren't good at. And uh, if we can fix that. And we you always need a little bit of luck. If we can fix that and we have a little bit of luck, uh, we can win the World Cup, yeah. Okay, everybody, welcome to the second uh, post-match press conference with the Irish team. Uh, to my right, we have coach Andy Farrell and we have the captain, Johnny Sexton. Hi, Michael Glenn and RT Sport. Andy, congratulations. Um, your team has risen to another challenge. Uh, what pleased you most about that victory tonight? Uh, our uh, resilience... Um, which has been really good of late anyway, um, as you could imagine. But um, that was a proper game, a traditional game that they had absolutely everything. And uh, there was ebbs and flows and ups and downs and how we managed to uh, stay on point mentally, I thought was, was, was fantastic. The game was, the game was never going to be perfect. Um, first half, I thought we had the... Um, the rub of the green as far as field position is concerned and probably uh, uh, didn't ca capitalise on that a little bit but it was so, certainly uh, roles reverse wasn't it in the second half but how we um, how we kept our heads uh, getting those couple of penalties at the end uh, when it really mattered is the, the big plus side of, of, of our performance. Congratulations, Andy. Uh, we know the Springboks are very strong in the set pieces. I um, just want to touch on the set pieces and lineouts and, and, and scrums. On the lineouts, you guys lost three early uh, lineouts. In the scrums, you're losing two in the first half. In the second half, um, you're having three penalties. I mean, what are your thoughts on, in the, on the set pieces and are you pleased with today's performance, especially against the Springboks? Well, again, um, uh, that's, that's, that's the quality of the Springboks. Um, that's the quality of the opposition that's got to be coming um, uh, the, the more that we're able to stay in this competition and keep moving on. So, But keeping ourselves um, on track mentally and, and, and staying at it was, was absolutely the key. And, you know, I thought our, our discipline, certainly um, in, the, in, in the second half, was, was very good with it, within the line-out. And, um, you know, it was roles reverse, wasn't it, in regards to the penalty, the, the early engage from South Africa and the, and the penalty that we got on, on their line for us to kick the goal. So, um, again, we, we, we stayed at it um, mentally and um, rolled with the punches, as you, as you say, but came out, came out strong the other side as well. Johnny, fly halves are always marked out for special treatment from back row forwards. It seemed like you had a lot of uh, conversation with Peter Steftertoit today. How, how are you feeling, first of all, in terms of physicality? I saw you hold, maybe holding the shoulder once or twice. And how satisfying is it to come through a physical match like that and be able to walk off as a winner after you've received some um, extra attention? Yeah, it was like uh, Peter Steffs, one of the, the best back rowers in the world, and he he's made his presence known, of course. Uh, a few tackles were just just passing the ball, like 
on the on the line and, and he and he hits me it's probably fair um you know so there's, there's a couple of them um so yeah f very physical game um you know very different to the first two games we had where i suppose the ball was in play a lot and uh i'd say our running meters are probably higher but today there was a lot, lot more collisions um you know for and against so uh yeah tough very tough game um you know just so proud of the lads to to front up a lot of mistakes uh just brushed them off and then went on to the next moment and uh, that was probably the most pleasing part everything we worked on in terms of that mentality uh was, was excellent tonight so uh look plenty to work on though um and, and make sure we we get better for the next game Johnny, could you talk about the um, atmosphere and the level of Irish support and what it was like for you as a player today compared to all the other days you've had, outside of Ireland particularly? You know, I, I said that we've had some big days before um, in terms of results in the pools, but I've never, ever seen a, a crowd like that. Um, someone said 30,000 fans. Yeah, there was, there was no way that. there was 30,000. It wouldn't surprise me if there was 60. Um, and they were insane trade they gave us the lifts that we needed and honestly it's not lost on us it's we we talk about it a lot um about inspiring those people that put their hand in their pocket week after week they probably saved for for four years to come here and uh there's something we refer to all the time and i mean that we uh we play for them and uh they give us the they gave us the edge tonight i think um so fair play to them and it isn't just them jerry it's it's the people back home as well we know that um Back home, he's, he's been worked up into a, a frenzy, you know. And if that is, if that is the sign of uh, of, of things that we uh, can get excited about going forward, then what a what a what a lift that's going to give us. Johnny, uh, I apologize if you've answered this in interviews many times, but if you have to say one factor of what changed Irish rugby from times that weren't as good as now, what would you say it is? The, the people, the people that are involved, um, obviously. The guy sitting next to me, uh, huge impact, um, and the people that he's brought in, um, the guys at the top, David Nusifora, like, there's too many people to to name, you know. But we we're in a good place, but we we can't get carried away because every team, like tonight, uh, they're lining you up when you're when you're top, when you're world number one, they'll use that as motivation, or uh, when you're on an unbeaten run, they'll use it as motivation. We just need to keep our feet on the ground and and keep striving for a better game, always a better game. And, you know, teams will see that tonight and go, look, this is how we get after Ireland. And um, we just need to keep learning on the on the run, I think. Uh, to, go, to go and win a World Cup, that's what you need to do. You need to keep learning on the run um, week on week and, and make sure that you're learning victory as well.